Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Geek Garage Podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I'm your host, David Dassaw, and joined with me is my wife and co-host, Lindsay Dassaw. How are you doing, Lindsay Dassaw? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you have a good day? Yes. You sure? Yes. <laughs> the kids didn't turn it upside down for you? No, they did, but, you yeah. know, it's normal. <laughs> yeah uh no they they got turned in their own uh kid fashion uh like usual um but you know it's nice outside uh now so it's uh we can kind of turn them loose outside for a little bit and burn off some of that energy and uh it pays off when it comes to um, sleep time bedtime yes if we could only put them outside and us be inside and clean something, mm-hmm. something might actually stay clean for a minute. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on with these other parents in the neighborhood that like can just leave their kids outside and then go do other stuff. Um, yeah. I, I want whatever they're on. Yeah, uh, me too. Or maybe their kids are just, you know, of age age anyways this is not a parenting podcast um we are here to talk about something much more menacing uh than kid well i don't know depends on how you look at kids um so the new season of stranger things just came out uh season four part one yes uh this past friday as of this recording it came out and uh, we, we wasted <laughs> zero time <laughs> binging this. I was trying to spread it out over like a, a period of maybe a, at least a week or two, but we just couldn't help ourselves. No. I mean, it's shows like this come along only once in a, a, a very hot minute and God damn, this season was good. Um, I, I loved it and we are, uh, so we're going to, we're going to chat a little bit about the, the season as a whole, uh, or season four, part one as a whole and some of our favorite moments, some of the highlights and uh, with a central thesis of like, did they step it up a notch mostly in terms of like the, the horror factor, um, because this season is scary as shit. And also, like, side note, if you have not watched it yet, turn this podcast off and go watch it uh, because there will be spoilers, um, spoilers for all previous seasons and especially this season, season four, part one. So consider this your warning, um, your heads up that you are proceeding into uh, spoiler territory. So, um, so to to answer the the primary question, Lindsay, did you find this season far scarier than uh, the the previous seasons? Um, honestly, in some ways, no. Okay. I think it's a little less gory uh, in some ways, but I think it was definitely more intense. Okay. And I was definitely more scared for our main characters. Mm. I just knew that one of them were going to be killed off before part one. Right. And that did not happen. 
But luckily, yeah. I, but Nancy is in trouble. Sh- yeah, she is. But I don't think they're gonna kill her off either. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I'll uh, I'll probably disagree with you as far as the the horrific factor. So uh, you you enjoy horror from time to time, but uh, I mean I'm not gonna call myself an aficionado by any stretch. But I am a much bigger fan of horror than you are. I, I think that's safe to say, correct? Yes. Um, I I thought that this season was far more scarier than uh, previous seasons. I just thought, like, seeing, like, Barb being yanked into the upside down and, like, the snakes coming out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, way kind of freakier in some ways than parts of this season whereas this season it was just very intense like watching the people like float up into the air and their bones just crack and right and it was like a psychic attack and I thought that was very intense and scary but I didn't find it as like horror hmm. okay um, I do think Beckner 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 Be- Beckner yeah, I think he looks pretty scary yes. with his um, tentacles that kind of come and go and his bat friends. And uh, right. yeah, and he just looks really scary. But, uh, you know, he's trapped more or less in the upside down. For now. Yeah. But he's kind of carving his path into the. Yes. Into the, uh, I don't know, 616 realm. our universe uh, the non-upside down yeah Uh, but yeah so anyways I I thought it was uh, a lot scarier Uh, I mean the the entire opening sequence with the you know like all the dead kids and the um like the the body horror of uh, like that the end of uh, episode one with uh, <clears throat> what's her name uh, the the first the cheerleader the Chrissy cheer- yeah <clears throat> excuse me um, you know that's the first time we see you know Vecna at work of course we don't know it's him at that point but you know we just see her floating in the air and all of a sudden like her you know limbs are just cracking yeah. and I was like holy shit like I I mean. Like, season one took all the way up until, like, the second to last episode to kind of get to that point. Whereas we are turning the knob to 11 and then ripping it off, like, right at the get-go. Yeah, but I think that has more to do with the fact that this is season four and not season one than it has to do with... Yeah, I mean... With them, like, turning up the, like, the horror or the gore factor or whatever... Um, yeah, I mean, and, that- and I just thought like it's more intense because you really couldn't pinpoint like who they were gonna kind of go after next. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in like the first season, you knew that like Elle and Will were like the main targets, right? So yeah, <clears throat> no, that's true. Uh, so did uh. Did you have any favorite moments from season four, part one? Uh, any Anything that you really liked more than uh, anything else? Or it, it was a, a highlight for you? I liked Will and Eleven's um, 
conversation where Elle is confronting him about not writing love in his letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a very like appropriate conversation for them to have, like for their age group. I think most like teenage boys are kind of kind of shy away from the L word sure. a little bit, even though it's pretty obvious that Will really cares about her and loves her as much as any teenage boy can. And they certainly have been through some shit together. So, right. Um, Wait. So, was he was he telling her to not write the word love or to write the word love? He was. Con- she was confronting him on not using the word love in his letters. Like she would finish all of her letters to him. Like apparently they wrote to each other almost every day. And she would write love L with love. Uh, every single one of her letters and every single one of Mike's was like. From Mike. From Mike. Oh. And, you know, and she was upset because he wasn't telling her. And so. Hmm. Um, so I think that has, like, everyone being so disjointed has a big theme this season, I think. Everyone kind of being in different spots because obviously right. we have Joyce, Murray, and Hopper all the way in Russia. We have you know, Mike, Elle, and Will, and Jonathan that are, you know, all the way across the country. And then we have the other kids, Dustin, Lucas, Max, you know, all back in Hawkins. And so everyone's kind of torn apart and disjointed. And I think that was kind of a main theme. Yeah. Um, also, like, so much has been left unsaid, like Joyce and Hopper. You know, they never got to have that date, so they never really got to express feelings for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Jonathan and Nancy need to be having a conversation. (laughs) Um, Also, Steve really wants to have a conversation with Nancy, you know, but she may be fixing to die, so we don't know. Um, (laughs) I don't think she will, because I think they're setting all this up to pay off in other ways. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think it would be neat if they let um, Eddie... You know, maybe play his guitar to kind of draw Nancy out and let him be a little bit of a hero. Didn't it look like that's what he was doing in the trailer? I don't know. You, I didn't really didn't wa- I didn't watch, watch the trailer. trailer. Uh-uh. Damn, that's a pretty good call then on your part because it very. I, I at first I thought it was um, Max's brother. Um, um, oh shit, what was his name? Billy. Yeah. Um, because. He played guitar too, right? Didn't he? Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't I, You know, axe players, they're a dime a dozen. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I thought it was him, but there's definitely someone in the upside down playing guitar, like just shredding. And uh, I, I couldn't tell who it was, but it could very well be. Um, um, what? Uh, Eddie. Eddie. Yeah. Yeah. God, sorry. Um, um I, I just think he's he's an interesting character because he's, yeah he's an awesome character. I, I think he uh, genuinely wants to be a good guy and a hero, and I think he is a pretty good guy. Um, but he's obviously said you know real life has not afforded me many opportunities to be the hero, and mm-hmm. obviously he's like I turn tail and run. But I don't think anybody could really blame him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's. I mean, we we don't know a ton about his upbringing yet. Maybe we'll get a little bit more of that in part two. But 
we're definitely with the trailer park and living with his uncle. We're definitely led to believe that growing up, he was put through the ringer and, you know, like you said, he, he wasn't afforded the all the opportunities that a lot of uh, other middle to upper class uh, people would would be afforded. So for me, all uh, all the highlights were like when they ramped up the horror elements, like the body horror and um, like the the black kid from the the ba- basketball team like getting tossed or dragged underwater and then up in the air i was like oh my god so as messed up as it kind of was that just the circumstance of it all but um l slash jane hitting that girl in the face with a skate was um well, it was something else. Uh, at first, I was like, hell yeah, but it ended up being kind of a big deal and gave her a concussion. I mean, you know, it's a it's a skate from the 80s. Yeah. And those things are still around. <laughs> and it, they're still around is because they're built like brick shit houses. Um, so, yeah, they can take someone's face off. and But, you know, like Elle, she, she was a like a, a a wild beast and now she's trying to assimilate into regular culture that all of these kids who are you know 14 15 16 years old have had their entire lives to to learn how to do yeah and so now she's trying to do all that and you know i just i feel so bad for her like yeah well i think that girl deserved to be smacked <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know uh, if a, a skate to the face was the answer, but yeah, she deserved to be taken down a peg because what she was doing was pretty fucked up. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I also like, see, that's what I'm talking about, like intense, like when Elle is like being arrested and like, you know obviously Joyce isn't there they have no parental figure they have no way to like um really get any answers from the police I mean I just found it intense and heartbreaking and like Mm -hmm. it made me really think like what would I do in that situation and there's really not a lot you could do because especially in the 80s you're a kid you're going to be treated like a kid they were pretty much just ignored yeah and yeah, the pacing for this season so far has been great. Like, I think the episodes are at an all-time, uh, what, long? <laughs> they have a very, I mean, they're at least an hour long each. Yeah, some um, I think were an hour 15. Yeah. And um, I know um, the part two is only two episodes long. Really? Yeah. But um, one episode is going to be an hour and a half, and one is two and a half hours. Holy shit. Okay, well. Um, well, that's that's interesting. Um, okay. Um, I'm trying to think of any other highlights. Uh, like, the, I, I really enjoyed Hopper's side of things. Like, him... I, I don't know how he learned to trust that guard... Uh, did, did they ever explain how that happened? I think it was just a bribe. Like, he was bribing him. Like, okay. And so... Um, and I think 
Hopper just looked for somebody who was obviously not enjoying their time there. Right. I mean, obviously, some of the guards, more than others, get their jollies off of, like, torturing the other inmates and stuff. Mm -hmm. Not to say that that guy wasn't an asshole and didn't like it as well, but maybe he liked it a little less and, you know. Yeah. Um, He definitely had that, like, nice guy in disguise face. Like, he (laughs) he didn't look like a dick like the others. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe that's just the way, like, they presented it. I don't know if there was some strategy behind that, but... Uh, but yeah, like well, once he was a prisoner too, it was you know it was harder to hate him. So yeah, right. Um, and you know, man, like being his, fed to a demigorgon and all. <laughs> um, and Hopper's like almost like near escape was so heartbreaking. Like he made it basically to the finish line and then turned out was betrayed again. Yeah, Yuri. That yeah, that guy is the fucking worst. <laughs> I said out loud, yeah. like when, when you know, you finally figure out that, you know, he's like just fucked over everyone. You're just like, oh my god, what an asshole! Yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, that was well, that was something. Um, let's see what what else that happened in in this season. Well, L really like. Training, meeting back up with Papa. Yeah, and I, I didn't see all that coming. Regaining I, I, her powers. I, I thought that she would just kind of regain them naturally. That's kind of what I had it, it had in my head, was that just eventually over time, she would kind of find her powers and her strength again. But this makes sense, like kind of putting her through the same thing again. Well... So, I- because it was like a mental block mm-hmm. like you know in fighting the mind player i guess mm-hmm. i think it kind of brought up a lot of uh, fear and um it brought up memories of her time um facing Be- beckna mm-hmm. um when she was in the hospital before yeah and you know, but she couldn't figure out what her place was, and she seriously thought she might have killed all of her siblings, basically. Not really her siblings, but, you know, for lack of a better term. <laughs> yeah. And so she really feared that, that she was the monster. And so her not trusting herself enough to access her powers, I think, was valid. Yeah, that's no, that's very true. But anyway, um, regardless, yeah, that was all very twisty and yeah, we so we have no idea. Uh, as far as we know, we don't know the name of this uh, uh, the the son of Victor Creel, right? Of um, uh, number one, right? Yeah, uh, which well, we keep on bringing up like the twist ending, uh, saying that we're gonna get to it, and we. <laughs> keep on bringing it up um so so i mean there's a lot of highlights from this season but uh, we'll just say all of it and then move on uh lindsay is there anything from this season that you didn't care for or you were like eh, like i would have done that differently or i just hate all the episodes it's kind of a trope where they just separate everyone you know 
I mean, it was a big theme this time, obviously, but um, they used to do that all the time in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know. Um, Mm. They would separate Fitz and Simmons, like, every season and keep them apart for 90% of the season. Yeah. (laughs) And it was very annoying. And Yeah, it is kind of a pain in the ass when they do that. And, I mean, they... They had a bit of a, an excuse this time around because they're physically in two different, or I guess three different locations, if, you know, including Hopper. And uh, is is he in Alaska? He's is, in Russia. Oh, okay. Because uh, they said no, in Alaska, and then yeah, um, Murray where, and Joyce flew to Alaska to. That's where they met uh, Yuri. Yeah, and, and then Yuri kidnapped them and flew them to Russia. Yes, Yuri the dickhead. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that is kind of a pain in the ass, like having everyone separated. Like, that was something that got on my nerves uh, quite a bit in the, the earlier seasons. Like, they would, you know, everyone would start together and then... Uh, uh, whatever they they would either choose to split up and go on their go do different stuff or like circumstances would all force them apart regardless of what it was like like that was a like a trope or a storytelling device where they would split them all up so they could come back together again right which you know is is a storytelling device, but it's uh, an overused one. Um, yes, one that we've seen a lot. I mean, it's it's a tried and true one, uh, one that works well, but it's a, a little overused. But like I said, they kind of have an in with this season because we're, we got several different characters in several different places. So naturally, it's like. But I feel like it's it's kind of it's going to build to a pretty intense like climax where you know when everyone finally gets together like it's it'll only be for like 30 minutes granted but <laughs> yeah eventually everyone will be will be together i think um but uh yeah like i overall i don't think there was really anything that uh that turned me off about part one of season four i i think i liked pretty much everything um i can say one surprising thing oh yeah yeah like the parents were actually aware mike's (laughs) parents lucas's parents and dustin's mom were aware that something was going on and they actually stepped up granted they did it in the most stupid way possible by calling the cops Mm -hmm. um because obviously what have the cops done for them before nothing yeah yeah <laughs> have the cops s- kept any of this bad shit from happening in their town yeah no. it, it took a some little dumbass high schooler to uh to to rally everyone together and even then they were all reluctant as shit they were like i guess we'll go so yeah uh the parents actually showed up this time around which was weird usually in these uh Either in 80s movies, TV shows, or uh, these throwback shows or movies, the, the parents are nowhere to be found. The, the kids are running amok, causing mayhem, or getting into trouble, and where the hell are the goddamn parents? <laughs> yeah. They actually showed up. 
Yes. It only took the whole town threatening to lynch their children. <laughs> yeah. Um, it also, uh, this reminded me of the whole, like, uh, Dungeons and Dragons scare uh, of this time period. Like, that's, for the most the part. The satanic panic. Yeah, yeah. That, for the most part, is historically accurate. And, like, I totally forgot about it, but, like, it's so fucking stupid. Like, it's it's a game. Like it's, it's like one of those classic cases of people just being ignorant and too stupid to to understand. Like, well, just like because someone played Dungeons and Dragons and did a bad thing, does not mean that Dungeons and Dragons caused them to do the bad thing. Mm-hmm. Just like listening to rock metal or playing video games does not cause people to do bad things yeah and so it was just people trying to find something to blame yeah i mean because god forbid you blame you know bad parenting or uh mental illness or you know a fucking demon living (laughs) beneath your city (laughs) right yeah where where are the blame for the demons blame the demons god damn it like if you're this uh god-fearing country then you know, it's time to point the finger at the devil. It's the devil's work. Um, yes. I guess that's what that fucking captain of the basketball team was was doing. <laughs> Came in, you were like, here comes this asshole coming in to make another one of his dumbass speeches. Well, he already made like four. He really yeah. did. He made like one to get the basketball team wound up and then that that one was fucking lame because he used like the like the deaths of like hopper and everyone else to uh to like rally people around like a stupid basketball game yeah like that's gonna make it all better yeah and then he you know got all of his teammates together about trying to look for Eddie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, he did another one to get the town to go look for the Hellfire Club. And, yeah. you know, it's yeah. It's he needs so to sit dumb. down. <laughs> he really does. Fucking white kids causing trouble. Yeah. That's uh, the headline since, uh, what was it, like the 1600s? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So how did you feel about Eleven slash Jane's big struggle this season so far uh, regarding her feeling completely out of place and belonging nowhere? Like, we've gotten a little bit of this in in prior seasons, but, you know, a lot of those prior seasons she was kind of hanging out <clears throat> and, uh, like, hanging out on the down low. And right. So she wasn't fully assimilated into um, everyone. Yeah, the normal everyday life. So yeah. This well, is- I would say it's pretty valid. I mean, she's had a pretty fucked up childhood, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the fact that she is years behind on trying to get assimilated into the world, and. I mean, yeah, it's going to be pretty hard to find somebody who can relate to you mm-hmm. with that kind of messed up background. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I, I felt I felt pretty bad for, her. you know, between the bullying and losing her powers and being away from <clears throat> away from Mike and. Um, yeah. Well, even just being away from like Mike and Will and Dustin and like just like her core group of friends. And then, you know, she finally kind of 
got a female friend in Max and mm-hmm. then immediately, you know, had to move away from her. And no Hopper. Yep. And she only has like evil Papa. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, I would say her feelings are valid and, but I do feel like she could have opened up to Will a little more because obviously he's been picked on a lot his whole life. Mm-hmm. He might have had a little bit of advice. Um, not that he could have made it better because really who can make those situations better? Yeah. <laughs> um, but sometimes, you know, misery loves company. So just, you know, I'd, an eater to listen to her struggles. Yeah. Might have put her in a little bit better of a headspace than she was in. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, so kind of pivoting back to the, the complaints thing, because I, I kind of just thought of one. I don't think that they've given Will his due, like his, his time to shine. Uh, I mean... I think it's coming. You think so? Yeah. Um, they really They really have not fleshed out that character completely like he went through all this trauma trauma as well and then yeah like he spent basically the entire first season in the upside down and then he was still like quote-unquote possessed in the second season and then he really didn't have a ton to do in the third season except like he spent the whole time complaining and i'm not like i'm not complaining about that like you know that was when you know everyone was like not hooking up, but like, uh, what's his name found had Max and Lucas. Uh, yeah, Lucas had Max, and then Mike had L, and Dustin had uh, his, you know, science camp and Susie. <laughs> right. Yeah, and you know he uh, he just had his friends, and but he didn't have his friends. Um, and so like I, I feel like he's been like the seventh wheel or whatever. Uh, for a very long time. So I I hope you're right. I I hope that he does get his time to shine here soon. Yeah. Um, I I do think he's going to come out with some sort of confession of some sort, some kind of love confession, Hmm. possibly to Mike. Uh, I'm not really sure. Hmm. Um, But... You know, it, maybe he will have a, a a a comrade of sorts in Robin, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Robin, she's uh, she was one of my fa- or she was my favorite character in the previous season in season three. And she's she's a lot of fun in this season, too. Um, I don't know. Nancy is pretty high up there for for me this season. Like she's her character is a lot of fun. Like. Uh, just playing like reporter and she's gotten to be very take charge mm-hmm. which is good maybe she won't end up like her mother <laughs> and be so oblivious to everything going on yeah her mom she she doesn't seem like an airhead but she uh, she hasn't really gotten a ton of screen time no as, aside from like that one time she almost committed an adultery with like a high school student or a yeah uh, like a a pretty young dude a lifeguard at the pool right yeah um I, I mean he he had a nice bod i'm jealous i wish i you know 
was looked that good shirtless, but I don't. So, you know, whatever. Fuck it. Um, but yeah, anyways, uh, so, um, so Joyce and Murray, it kind of feels like they were, they've been the, the comedic relief. Well, I think Murray kind of always has been. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why like Argyle is kind of in there now. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of balance things out. Yeah. I don't really see Joyce as like comic relief. Like she's, you know, she's. You know, a lot like Nancy this season. She's like, let's get this shit done. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she. Uh, her facial expressions are gold. Like they remind me of when, uh, like, a couple years back when the whole cast won Oscars or, or Emmys, whatever it was, and all those memes were coming out of her like making all the facial expressions when, um, when what's his name. Uh, the guy that plays Hopper uh, when he was David you know, Harbour yeah when he was giving the big acceptance speech she was like <gasps> doing all these funny faces and like they just zoomed in on her face like for the whole meme it's really funny yeah um, but yeah she's kind of given a lot of those facial expressions um, <laughs> like when Murray is like explaining his karate training I totally thought that he was gonna end up getting fucked up and he ended up like owning that uh yeah except he knocked out their pilot (laughs) well I mean they made it right yeah mostly um but uh yeah let's see so okay so you want to talk about the big reveal at the end sure so the big reveal was basically that so we're we're kind of given a, a a potential connection in like episode two, I believe it was, when Nancy goes to interview that one guy that's like sitting on the park bench in the the trailer park, right? And he starts talking about yeah, uh, Victor uh, Creel. Yes. And so that's the first time we hear hear about this dude. And when she decides to go investigate we as an audience collectively are like, okay, well this can't just be some random thing. Like they wouldn't throw it in the show if it didn't amount to anything. And it turns out that it's a very big deal. Um, He was the dad to this, this orderly that ends up being number one. Um, And uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically his house was, taken over uh, kind of by the upside down and I guess the gate was kind of opened by his son mm-hmm. his son ends up killing his sister and his mother and tries to kill him too but he is able to get out because he's hearing music like in the background mm-hmm. do, do they ever uh, did he explain how he got his powers like was he just born with them like is yeah, I think so. Happened? Like, I don't think, I don't think any of the people are like, yes, we gave these kids these powers. It was like these kids specifically showed an aptitude. Mm. Okay. And then, well, actually, I take that back because I think number one showed aptitude toward having powers, but then they used like his DNA or whatever to. Mm-hmm. Um, give the other kids their powers hmm i must have missed that probably (laughs) 
I need to rewatch it. Maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll try and do that before the uh, the second part drops. Um, but yeah, so so that was revealed, and then there's this big thing, like this big monologue that he gives um, to to Eleven, and uh, you know, explaining that whole deal, and she she remembers starts to remember exactly what happens. You know, she's getting flashes of, you know, these these kids and, um, you know, lying dead. And it really just cuts to her, like, turning around and, you know, her eyes are bleeding and, and whatnot. And, you know, we... Uh, You're kind of led to believe that she killed them. Right, But yeah. it turns out it was number one. Yeah, and... She was the one who, who decided to end that guy, um, or so she thought. She opened the gate and sent him into the upside down. Yeah. Uh, yes, basically creating the the first portal, I, I guess, right? Yeah. Because they they were talking about there's several portals. Like every every time that uh, that what's his name uh, that Vecna. Uh, killed someone that opened a portal yes so um so yeah that was that was pretty intense uh a very satisfying payoff i thought what did you think yeah like all the clues kind of coming together and yeah it was interesting for sure and i like that they're actually wrapping it up and giving us some answers to things and like leaving everything so ambiguous yeah i mean i don't expect to have an answer to everything i'm not like that person but actually getting some answers is nice yeah um so we got a couple new characters the uh this season i mean the really the one that they focus the most on is eddie do do you like eddie yeah i do of course yeah i like him a lot he's he's a lot of fun like he's very charismatic uh but at the same like he's I'm trying to find a, a way to describe him. Like he, he's kind of like that that kid that was, you know, an outcast, but had still had like that charisma. Well, I think he seems like kind of a genuine person. Mm-hmm. He's not like this rock star athlete. He's not, you know, he has flaws. He is, you know. He has genuine fear when you know terrible shit happens. Mm-hmm. And he seems to care about people in his life. Yeah. And so. You know who uh, I just, uh, he reminded me of either an actor or a character in a movie. And I couldn't think of it until literally just now. He reminds me of Ezra Miller's character in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Interesting. You you remember, like, Mm -hmm. he was very, like, over the top, super gay. Um, but I mean, you know, if, uh, not that we know, doesn't seem like Eddie's gay, but, um, you know, he just has that, that kind of like personality, uh, you know, very vibrant. And so, yeah, um, no, I, I like him a lot. He's, he's a fun character. I hope that he ends up making it. <laughs> yeah. I did not like Argyle. I thought he was pointless. Um, and that. I guess he just gave some Jonathan somebody to complain to. <laughs> I guess. 
Um, yeah, I don't. I get, I don't really mind him too much. Uh, I. I mean, I, he's there like almost solely for comic relief, you know. Yeah, uh, I, I don't dislike him, but uh, I he's definitely not at the top of any of my character lists or favorites. So, um, yeah. So, uh, you want to get into predictions for part two? Sure. That's well, kind of the last thing that I have on my uh, my note list. Well, I would say Eleven's definitely got her powers back at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to kill off Nancy, but I have a feeling that somebody's going to probably die. Yeah. We've had all this buildup, and this Vecna guy is pretty dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Um uh, that's a it's a tough call. I, I I do kind of feel like someone's going to bite the dust, but I couldn't really tell you who it might be. I I mean I I I could say Max, but she's already had a, her close encounter, so it would seem a little lazy to kind of go back to her. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I mean, it, it could be Nancy. But. It could be. I just feel like they're setting up this whole like love triangle thing, and I would think that they're going to have to have that pay off at some point. And sure. if she dies, I think it's going to be... Maybe Steve. Could be. Yeah. One of the two in the triangle. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I feel like they're... They're setting him up to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Steve, the babysitter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he... like. Um, you know, he was like the first to, to jump down. He was like, you know, I was the lifeguard, you know, for X amount of summers. So it's only natural that it should be me that goes and sees what's down there. And, um, and of course they, they come and save him. So, um, but yeah, he, <laughs> he beat the shit out of that, uh, that crazy bat thing. Yes. That was that was a really fun sequence. That that whole that whole sequence of them like just beating the shit out of those evil devil bats. Yes, uh, but very poorly thought out. Going down there with no weapons, no help of any kind. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm. I don't. I don't really care about that. As far as like, you know, like oh, well, why didn't they do that? Like, you know, so they didn't have weapons like it. I don't know. I mean, they had to go. They had to rescue Steve. But it yeah, just... yeah, exactly. Uh, but um, yeah, so so it definitely feels like someone might eat it by the end of this season. Um, we'll probably see the whole crew reunite. Yeah, I would think so. So Hopper, Joyce, and Murray. And then the the West Coast team and the East Coast team, and um, for for one big final showdown. Do do you think the 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 final showdown is going to happen on Earth? Like you think Vecna is going to 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 bust through? Um, I don't know. I think they might because he's already breaking through and killing people, so they might feel like they have to go. To the upside down to take him out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that's going to be pretty dangerous on their part. So, yeah, <clears throat> I feel like we're we're nearing. It's it kind of feels like that that point in uh, the Order of the Phoenix where only the kids know what's going on and all the adults are either in denial or they're like, shut the fuck up, kid. You don't know what you're talking about. Um, Voldemort's been dead for a very long time. Um, (laughs) And then Voldemort shows up and they're like, oh my God, he's back. Like, I feel like we're kind of at that tipping point where, you know, the, the parents are like, you know, supernatural stuff doesn't exist. Like, look the fuck up. And yeah. then some supernatural shit is about to go down on a very public uh, and large, grand scale for yeah, everyone to see. I don't think see. Dustin's mom and Mike's mom and dad, especially his dad, I don't think they could take it. I think even if they did see shit, they would just block it all out and be like, man, that was a terrible gas leak. Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, that mall fire was just awful. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, maybe they'll they'll just shrug off the apocalypse. You're like, eh, it's no big deal. It's just some fire. Yeah, fucking idiots. Um. Okay. Well, do uh, do you have anything else? Um. No, not really. Uh, you want to get to some shit that doesn't suck? Shit that doesn't suck. I've been super sick lately. I haven't even been playing my video game. I've, I've been barely alive for the last few days. <laughs> yeah. You started watching some, uh, was it a show or documentary on Netflix this morning? Yeah, but I didn't, I fell asleep. Oh yeah? It wasn't very good. No. Nope. Um, yeah, I uh, I really haven't been watching too much stuff either. I mean, we we watched the first couple episodes of the the new Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah, and I don't think it sucked. Uh, but <laughs> that's one way of putting it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was good. I, I mean, I liked it. I think I'm you waiting know, for it to get better. Yeah, I I think it's kind of going a little slow, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the fact that they're showing us young Luke and Leia. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. That um, is they fun. did a very good job of explaining exactly where we are <laughs> right. in the timeline, which mm-hmm. is good because it's all a little confusing with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to watching it some more. I need to rewatch the first two episodes because I was working on tumblr stuff at the same time as i was watching it and i knew that was a mistake i knew i should have uh just dropped everything and paid attention because i can never get fully invested if i'm uh half-ass watching stuff especially yeah it sort of did make me want a lightsaber though (laughs) oh yeah yeah well i got one i know i can i can let you borrow mine if if you want to well no then we can't we can't have a lightsaber duel Duel? if with only one lightsaber i mean well, that just means that we have to go back to Disney 
to Galaxy's Edge and and build you one. All right. Well, we'll have to get on that like right away. Yeah. What color would your lightsaber be? Purple. Purple? Really? Yeah. Interesting. Why? Why purple? Um, I don't know. Because I, I like purple. I mean, green's my favorite color, but yours is green, so yeah. I, think I, I did kind of feel bad about that. So yeah. I would probably do. I would probably do purple. I mean, you can still do green. I could, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I, I like. I, I, I like purple too. It's all good. Yeah, I like. I like purple too. It's it's a fun color. Yes. Um, all right. Well, uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. Uh, please like and subscribe. Follow the podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Subscribe to our Patreon if you are wanting to give us some of your hard-earned money so we can continue doing this uh, podcast thing. We'd greatly appreciate it. All the links for that are down below in the uh, podcast description. Um, and as always, be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye! Bye.